This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville, Speedway, and 10th Street, next to Ben Davis High School, for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey of the Kevin Kersey Agency. The Kevin Kersey Insurance Agency, a member of the Farmers Insurance Group, can help you with your home, life, auto, or business needs. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. We can also be found on Facebook at the Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio. This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County. The Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today on 98.9 WYRZ. Today's program is made possible by the Kevin Kersey Agency, 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg. And now here's your host, Rob Kendall. Welcome into another edition of Central Indiana Today here on 98.9 WYRZ. I'm Rob Kendall. Thanks for joining us on the program today. Well, last night all the votes were tallied. Santa Claus came. Some people got the present they wanted. Some people got lumps of coal. And here to help us sort through it all, uh, find out what happened and why. The man who was with us last night at the Government Center in Danville, Scott Strong. Scott, how are you? I'm doing good. A little sleep deprived, but we're doing good. So you did a great job last night. Well, thank you. You did very wonderful. Uh, you did much better than I did at the Government Center. <laughs> uh, but uh, I'll tell you what. So it's uh, the narrative across the board, in Indiana at least, uh, and then we'll kind of maybe talk a little bit about the national picture. Uh, Republicans still rule the day, right? Yes, they did. It was a clean sweep across the state of Indiana. Big win. If you're on the Republican side, you probably have a big smile on your face today. Um, so, okay. So let's uh, just kind of recap for everybody what happened in the big races. Uh, if you're a Republican, you won. Yes. <laughs> this is pretty simple, right? <laughs> yes. uh, so that means Trump, uh, uh, Todd Young, 
uh, Eric Holcomb, Curtis Hill for Attorney General, and the one I think that surprised a whole lot of people was Jennifer McCormick yes. for State Superintendent. Yes, uh, it was a big night. Um, you know, Trump won almost by 20 points over Hillary in Indiana, 57-38. Todd Young, just as as we predicted, um, he had 52% of the vote in Indiana. Evan Bayh, only 42%. That's terrible. Oh, it was uh, it was quite a night. Um, and then Eric Holcomb, of course, governor. Uh, actually, the prediction that I gave was 51%. He won 51-45% over John Gregg. So big. And, of course, Curtis Hill was the biggest winner last night he had 62 to 38 percent and of course jennifer mccormick won 53 to 47 percent so they swept the entire state and um that i mean that's huge for the republicans okay so here's what we're gonna do scott has graciously agreed to be with us today and tomorrow because there's so much information to get to we're gonna focus a lot on the local aspect of it um because that's what that's yep. what we do here uh but today we're gonna start um we're going to start by, well, we, we don't want to say we told you so, but no. Strong, you and I. We, we were right. <laughs> we told you so, right? I mean, I, I mean, we told you so. I mean, from basically June on of last year, we said the Trumpster's the guy, the Trumpster's going to be the nominee, and the Trumpster is going to be El Presidente. Yeah, and what we what we really had was we had a good insight in how the data data and politics were, and we weren't out here. You know, we were looking at the tr these predictive trends, and the polls were not right. We said that they weren't right; they weren't sampling, or they were oversampling Democrats in a lot of these races. And we've seen this even in Indiana. And you know, it's kind of one of these things you can't. You know, I think what a lot of people wanted to see in 2012 happened in 2016 with the Republican. Party. Now, we looked at it differently because you are a man of substance, you're a man of data, you're a man of history, mm -hmm. and so you took a historical approach to Donald Trump, yes. uh, and you were on the show many times long ago yep. telling us why Donald Trump would win based on historical trends you said Andrew Jackson is who yes. he very he is very similar to yes and he he followed it precisely um, across the board even to the point of erasing the national debt so um, we you know and a lot of people are excited this morning of course you know it's it's 24 hours after the election so but the reality is he had this pattern that he followed and I'm not even sure that he was aware but a lot of times when you look at predictive patterns that which was before is again right he fell exactly into this this bodes well we've had that even for uh, Mike Pence and about what he's going to do if this continues as we think that it's going to happen Trump will appoint five Supreme Court justices that's amazing that's amazing and if it's from his list of 10 yes I, I think it's even bigger than 10 now are going to be very good for the Supreme Court. Oh, yes. Yeah, going to be great for the Supreme Court. And we're also seeing a new predictive trend that's coming out with Mike Pence. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, and that is he's following George H.W. Bush, which kind of followed Reagan. So the predictive analysis today is that Pence will be the next president after Trump serves eight years, and then he'll appoint two more Supreme Court justices. Okay, so I mentioned that because you were very uh, months and months and months ago, yep. uh, even back into the primary, saying why you thought Trump would win based on his historical trends data. Yep. You were very right. Yes. Very, very right. 
Yes, and so you should get a job out of this. <laughs> I should, should yes. So it's interesting, you know, a lot of the things that he followed. He and you know he he got into the scrapes with the current Speaker of the House, which is exactly what Andrew Jackson did um, in his time. And so this is going to continue to play out. I would say that things are never quite going to be the same. Things aren't going to settle down when he takes office. Matter of fact, it's going to be like on steroids. You're going to have more controversy, more things that he does in his first hundred days, and you're you're going to be shocked. Now, I, on the other hand, I tend to do things based on uh, feel, emotion, initial reaction. Mm-hmm. I remember sitting there, the Brewster, Bruce yes. Kendall and I, sitting uh, when Trump came down off the elevator June 15, 2015 at Trump Tower, gave the speech. Yep. I looked at the Brewster, and I said... Uh, I think that's going to be our next president. What do you think, bud? And Bruce was in full agreement <laughs> yes. uh, that that was going to be the next president. And uh, I, he was saying things that I was sitting there going, this is so right. Mm-hmm. And I've waited forever to hear somebody say this. Somebody somebody in the mainstream, somebody who could capture the imagination of the people say this. Because there's been guys like Tancredo, Tom Tancredo, the former representative from Colorado who ran for president, who said some similar things. But Tom Tancredo was never going to be president. Right. Donald Trump had the uh, star power. He had the name recognition to be president. He comes out with this thing, and it's like, oh, my gosh. It's, it's literally like... Like, your world has been turned upside down. That's right. He went straight after the issues which were the core of the American public, you know, border wall, uh, immigration issues, trade policies, our jobs being taken overseas. So he went straight after it, and I think, it. you know, I don't think any other current politician could have done it because he had an all-or-none strategy. Well, if anybody else that was elected office that was still trying to hang on to what they got— and he did it. He won it all last night. Now, I got to admit, when Trump first declared, I uh, before Trump came out, um, I, I was somewhat of a fan of uh, Rand Paul, and mm-hmm. I was somewhat of a fan of Ted Cruz. And my hope was that even though I thought Trump was going to do very, very well and was going to win, I thought at the very least he could tack the narrative of the Republican Party and tack the policy platform of the Republican Party and make... Cruz and Paul, who I felt like were two very strong initial contenders, move them on these key issues to where this became the substance to make them them better uh, candidates. Now, for this, because I came out and was immediately a fan of the the yep. Trumpster, uh, because Trump and I, let's face it, we're sort of the same guy. Yes, you guys, you guys have some patterns that are falling together. It was interesting the day that Trump announced, which was June sixteenth. Uh, when I looked at that, that was the day they made the decision to go for D Day. Um, and you know, when you take a look at at these things that were happening overseas, I mean, D Day obviously happened on June the sixth. But when you take a look at the the things that were happening overseas in World War II and some of the predictive analysis and the things that had come in the past, I knew that he. That's when I started to realize he's on this predictive pattern. And so the things that he has he's addressed as national issues were things that Jackson was there. He's going to flow through that nicely. I'm sure that he's going to follow up on it. We're going to see. Um, Um, a lot of turmoil probably when he takes office because of the things he does. There's the things he's told us about, and then there's a whole bunch of things that he hasn't said. And so the cool thing for me, because in the beginning, you remember this, I love, I'm a, I'm a Republican. Mm-hmm. They're going to kick me out eventually. I mean, the Trumpster <laughs> and I are going to have to form our own party eventually, but they still let me go to the meetings. 
I hate the Republican Party at this point. I hate the modern-day Republican Party because the modern-day Republican Party gave us Obama. They yeah. did. They yeah. lied. They lied to everybody. They had total control of the government under Bush. They were elected to go do certain things. They didn't. They lied. They grew the government. They got They got beat. They're liars. They're liars. Yeah, there's something about the Washington establishment that you send good people there, and it somehow kind of corrupts them. But I would say that the Republican Party that you hate probably died last night. That's great. It's so great because— what happens is this guy, Trump, comes down off the elevator, gives this amazing speech. And let's face it, the Republican Party and the Democrat Party, at least in a modern-day perspective, mm -hmm. maybe it changed last night, as Scott said, there's not a whole lot of difference. There's wedge issues that they fundraise off of. They lie to yep. people. They get people really ginned up and get them to hate each other. Mm -hmm. But in terms of you keep sending these guys back to fight, and they keep funding the budget. They keep they yep. keep funding Obamacare. They keep you know they rolled over on the Supreme Court justices. You know it, it, you just say you're liars. Why would I? Why would I <laughs> send you people back? Why would I vote for you? And Trump was the first guy inside the Republican Party who you said. He can make these people's lives really miserable, and he can expose them for who they are. Yes, and so he has really been a wrecking ball and is going to continue to be a wrecking ball in national politics because this is a guy that fears nothing. He doesn't fear the, the political elite. I mean, he, you know, when you think about a guy that's a billionaire that's out here, he's had everything that he could possibly want. Yeah. And so what else did he have to do but president? And he really loves this country. So I think what we're going to see over these, these first four years of his, his presidency, he's going to address the issues, and he'll turn the country around, I think, very quickly. I'll tell you the other thing that he said in his introduction speech, and I just thought this is so amazing. I remember him saying, I'm rich. I mean, I'm really, really mm -hmm. rich, I think was the Younger. direct quote. And I said, that's so wonderful, because here's a guy who is the epitome of what America should be all about, made him... Yes, he got money from his father, but the amount of money he got from his father to what he ended up with is is nothing. Um, by the way, if someone would like to give me a, mil a small loan of a million dollars, I would yes. very, very much appreciate it. So I'm not saying he didn't have advantages in life, but from what he started out to what he made, then lost it all, Yep, was almost personally a billion dollars in debt at one yep. point. Almost went, well, filed for bankruptcy, but they never executed it on him. And then came all the way back to be this multi-billionaire and to say, I'm not sorry that I'm rich. And I'm not sorry that I have more than the person next to me. And I'm not sorry that I have a beautiful wife. And I'm not sorry that my kids are perfect. I'm living the American dream because I worked my butt off for it. I thought, this is what I wanted Mitt Romney to be. Because Romney was a really rich guy. He yeah. was really successful. I'm tired of people. I, I'm a poor guy, but I love rich people. I love them. <laughs> no poor person ever gave me a job. That's true. You know, so what you what you had somebody that owned what he was, and he, you know, what he did is, I think the one thing that I when I started seeing him fight with his fellow Republicans, and especially he went after it. He didn't take the guff. The Republicans had this thing after McCain and Romney that we're going to take the high ground and let the other party beat the living crap out of us, and you know, then we're because we're good guys, we're going to win. Trump said no. He fought them on every issue. Maybe he fought some things, but I knew that he had it on the debate when he said some things that I thought he was talking about um, corruption and prosecution and all of this stuff with Hillary. And the interesting thing was when I heard other people that were non-Trump supporters, when he started saying that stuff and they flipped it, 
some of the Republicans were cringing at it. Some were cheering, but there were a lot of independents that said enough of this lawlessness in the country. And that was a key point that I thought he's got it. Uh, again, our guest is Scott Strong. We're breaking down everything that happened last night. Scott's going to be with us for two days because I knew today would be victory lap day. Yes. So uh, so we're probably just going to talk about it. I really had kind of intended to get into the other statewide races. We'll do that probably tomorrow uh, because let's face it. Nobody in the state of Indiana was more tied to the Trumpster than me. I mean, nobody had more to lose if the Trumpster went down than me because I'm really out. There were a lot of people that were kind of like Trump fans, but they were quietly Trump fans. But no, I was out there telling all those people, and we'll talk about them in just a second, to fly a kite, that they were corrupt, that they were underhanded. These are people... Ironically, they were in the Mike Pence administration. Remember how yes. bad those people were to me? Do you yes. Remember how awful they were to me? Yeah, and that was really shown because you were one of the few people that got invited to interview Trump in Indianapolis. So, yeah. It's, so uh, that's what we're going to pretty much do the rest of the day today is celebrate <laughs> uh, my survival. I told people a couple days before the election, they said, what, what, you know, what do you think is going to happen? I said, I'm either going to jump off a tall building or I'm going to be one of the... Uh, the most sought after, uh, well thought of people in the state of Indiana. And I, I won. I mean, God, it's so great. Um, but, uh, so, uh, and at the end of the show today, we're going to do this. Uh, I've talked about this for a long time. Uh, you mentioned I interviewed Trump. Mm -hmm. And after the interview, I've talked vaguely about this that once the interview was over, we talked more off the yep. air. And I've never revealed what, uh, what the Trumpster and I talked about. Um, I'm going to do it at the end of the show today. Oh, that's great. Um, I was, you know, I was going to do it for a while, uh, and then I was advising people to say, no, that's sort of personal between you guys. Hold on to it. And then I kind of made the decision yesterday that if Trump won, I was going to tell everybody because it is really – it goes to the heart of who Trump is. So we'll get to that at the end of the show uh, today. So, okay, so Trump comes out and wins. And the best part about Trump winning is these never-Trump people, these establishment people, not just in Indiana – but all over the country, rode his coattails to victory. Yes, if you noticed in... So the Republicans also won the United States Senate. Interesting enough, all of the major Senate contests were won, basically taking, taking the Senate 51 seats. A lot of those seats were won in the states that Trump upset Hillary, yeah. i.e. Wisconsin, yeah. Ohio, North Carolina, <laughs> Pennsylvania. I mean, th those key victories, you know, that put the Republicans over the top were in the same states that he won. I thought it was it was hilarious last night watching the national media squirm, and so many of them of the other stations outside of Fox would not call those states, you know. <laughs> they called Florida, they called North Carolina, and here's CNN and MSNBC, they would not call it, and they kept we're still watching the results. You know, it's like they couldn't get themselves to say it. Here's what's so interesting about Trump, and I, and I talked about this on the air a little bit, and as you know, I talked about it a lot off the air. The, people always talked about, so stupid. Here's how stupid these people. It's just stupid, <laughs> stupid, stupid people inside the GOP establishment. They and the, and the media, they were talking about, well, Trump has no ground game. You know, what, where is the, where's the mm -hmm. ground game? And I kept telling people, you know, there was a, a group that I was very fond of. I was asked to speak for several times, do video uh, casts for. I, I did. Um, it was a grassroots group. They were actually called yep. the grassroots group. They were not affiliated with the campaign, but they were an army of Indiana, Ohio, Michigan was what they yep. were called, which you look at where Trump did it, you yep. know, that put him over the top. is right right that area there. Um, and th these people were so amazing. They were so wonderful, and they worked so hard, but they were on their own. 
They were like it, it was. Yeah. Uh, remember the uh, remember the movie uh, Inglorious Bastards, mm-hmm. but where the the rogue unit that yeah. goes out and kills the Nazis, and that's yeah. all they do. They don't really fight in the battle. They just go out and kill Nazis. These were like this rogue unit of people who weren't affiliated with the campaign, but they would like literally take it upon themselves during the primary, and then it, obviously it stepped up in the general to say. I'm going to this location. I'm bringing 200 signs with me. I'll be there for four hours. Come by, get your sign. And they would be out of signs. And I kept telling people, he doesn't need this organized operation. He's got these people. And these people are way better than anything the organized GOP is going to get for him. And it was Ohio, Michigan, Indiana. This group of people uh, led by a guy from here in Indiana, Bob Crotty, who actually ran for Congress at one Mm -hmm. point, um, that... Just they barnstormed across the Midwest for him, and they did it. It's unbelievable. Yes, you know, and, and that was the key. Trump ran an unorthodox campaign because he had unorthodox people. I seen it yesterday in the polls. I mean, so many people came in, and we had one guy, first time in his life, yeah. I mean, 50, 60 years old, had never voted. They came in to vote for Trump. We've seen that over and over. People that hadn't voted for years that were coming in. So he touched something in the core of the American public that turned out people to vote and to campaign and to do things in a new way. Now, now, you were an inspector? I was an inspector, so yes. So were you like me? At my, I was a clerk. I had multiple people show up, people that looked like they appeared to be in their late 50s, maybe into their yes. early 60s, who literally said... I don't know how to vote. How I've yes. never done this before. Well, I had we had one person that had never voted on a machine. They had only voted on paper ballots. Yeah. It had been so long that their their voter status had been almost deactivated. We had to call and get them reactivated. So and you're hearing that. And obviously, when you're at the poll, you're you're nonpartisan. Yeah. You know, you, know, you and I, we take off the partisan hat. Mm-hmm. Our job is whether you're voting for Clinton or Trump or the Man in the Moon. Yeah. We want you to be able to vote, vote. and right, have that right. experience. So we're not talking, you know, uh, politics with these people or anything. But I hear that sort of thing, and I'm saying to myself. Well, he ain't here to vote for Hillary Clinton. <laughs> That's right. You know, we we, we had more, better than 70% turnout in Hendricks County yesterday. 77,167 people voted, an all-time record in this county. We had 15,000 new registrations in this county this year. We had 48% in the primary, 77% in the fall. I had a 91-year-old and a 93-year-old show up, and they had voted in every election since they were eight. 18 years old, and they were excited to vote for Trump. You can tell it. They told you. Again, our guest is Scott Strong. We're spending today. I, you know, I got to admit, I, I when we started, I said, "Okay, we're gonna don't say, say we're gonna do all this. We're gonna do the political recap today." And then I said, "We're gonna stay for two days because I'm just gonna tell everybody what I think of them today about the whole the whole Trump thing." And I mean, I've earned the right to do that. I mean, yeah. I admit I should not be this petty. I mean, I should be above that. But I endured great suffering, didn't I? I mean, I endured great suffering. You know, you you've had an incredible run because you, I mean, came out of being the Brownsburg Town Council. Right. You've come into a fledgling radio career that has really taken off in less than a. year year this guy uh, that's sitting across and i'll say a, a couple of good words about him oh, hopefully god bless you but um he has interviewed every major politician on both sides of the aisle in the state of indiana and you know knows them on a personal basis and really has been able to kind of take the political storm um from a local seat here in Hendricks county it's really amazing what you've been able to do in such a short time thank you all right so we're going to tell this story here and i've told a little bit about it but i want sort of set the narrative of this um as everybody knows i owe a lot of this most of it to the trump interview Mm -hmm. may 2nd 2016 it's hard to believe it's been more than six months now yeah it's i mean it's amazing um and 
I was kind of going back and forth. I was working for Stutzman at the time, and I kind of had to start making some decisions. I was doing this show still part time, just as a fun thing. And you know, I I, I uh, kind of was having to decide. It looked like Stutzman was going to go down in the primary to Todd yep. Young, and I was sort of starting to think: Do I want to go back into radio? Do I need want to go get a, a real job? And I, I was kind of saying, if I do radio again, you know, because I walked away from it for four years when I was on town council, and it's hard to get back in. I mean, it's yep. really hard. Radio is not like sales or anything like that, where you just walk in, walk out, and and it's really. It's a hard business to get back in and out of. And I said, if I'm going to do this again, I'm really going to have to put a year into getting my name back out there mm -hmm. and, and, and doing this. So I've got to try to make this decision. And so I was kind of weighing my options. And and uh, uh, I'd been to, obviously, all the Trump rallies, was a huge Trump fan. And uh, I, I got a call. Um, I'd kind of been in touch with some of the... The Trump people, Tony Samuel, yep. great guy, um, has been on this show before, very phenomenal um, group. And and I guess they had kind of, at some point, been in contact with the grassroots group, you know, not yep. officially, but obviously as friends, they knew each other. And the grassroots group was saying, hey, there's this guy, Rob Kendall, Trump, need you need to get him to Trump because he's got so many people that listen to him, he'd be phenomenal. Yep. And so I kind of started talking to Tony, Tony Samuel, and he said, look, he goes, uh, I'm going to try to get you an interview with Trump. And he goes, I can't promise anything. He goes, they're super, super tight on what they do, obviously, with yep. Trump. That was when he was having some gaffes with local <laughs> media. Yes. So they, he said, I can't guarantee anything, but I'm going to, I'm going to try. And, uh, you know, I thought, okay, yeah, 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 you know, whatever, sure. Thank, thank you for trying, you know. So uh, the night, it, this must have been May the 1st because the interview was on May the 2nd. At about 9 o'clock, my phone rings, and it's, it's Tony. And he goes, hey, you're going to get a call from Hope Hicks, who is Trump's media yeah. guru. Lovely. She's so great. And he says, you're going to get a call. They're going to ask you to come do the interview with them tomorrow, if you're available. Um, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, clear the, <laughs> I'll clear the schedule. So I've told this story before, and this is not what I want to get to, but I said literally for the next hour, I sat and looked at my phone and kept yelling, <laughs> ring, ring ring yep finally the phone rings and it's her and she was so very nice and wonderful and she said uh, if you'd like to do this interview you know we'll make you available to be able to do this tomorrow uh and you're going to be the only really local you're the only local radio guy mm -hmm. and other than two radios tv stations you're the only local person period we're going to let do this and so that was an immense honor and um so i've told the story about you know you go yep. there and do all this and I've told this story just how, in many different forums, I don't want to waste everybody's time with this, how wonderful Trump was, what a great mm -hmm. guy he was. And I've said many times on the air, I said, I found him to be so non-political that it made me like him even more because I think that's a compelling person, not with a conservative or liberal bent in the White House, but yeah. somebody that just says, we're here to get things done. We're here to get things done. He's a real person. Yeah, I mean, he's just a great guy. And um, so we do the interview, and uh, they, they're, they're very strict obviously when you do the interview they put a timer on you because they say look you're you don't have you know the trump's got places to go things yeah. to do blah 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 so uh they tell you they say okay you've got 15 minutes from when you know you start and then you're done and we usher you out mm -hmm. and um so i was very cognizant of that took my my full lot of time and said hey thank you very much mr trump really appreciate it da, 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 da. so i'm packing my gear up and the woman that was sort of the, the handler for the day, they have regional people that go to yeah. these different places, depending on where they're at, set up for Trump. She's sort of giving me the okay, so you know, I'm packing up. Trump keeps talking. Trump keeps talking. And so I'm sort of like, 
looking at him. The Secret Service guy is there. He's sort of perplexed on what's going on. Uh, you can tell Trump's having a good time. He's like, yeah. I like this guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. you know? Let's keep talking. And so she's there sort of giving me the hi-ho, you got to get out of here. But I'm like, he's still talking. Yeah. Donald Trump is still talking to me. What am I going to do? I'm, I'm sorry, I got to go? No. <laughs> so we kept talking off the air and... He said something to me that that I've, I've carried with me for a very long time, and we were talking about uh, no microphones were on, mm-hmm. no cameras, no you know nothing. He didn't gain anything by saying this to me, but we were talking about uh, following your dreams. We were talking about going forward in life. We were talking about being behind in life, mm-hmm. catching up in life, and. He, I'm not going to get into specifics of exactly what he said, but he told me to follow my dreams. Oh, wow. And he said, you know, he basically said, you'll never know unless you do it. You know, you're, you're, no matter how down and out you are, no matter what sort of challenges you're facing, you'll never, you'll never know unless you try to tackle those, to tackle those uh, accomplishments. Oh, that's great. And um, it, it, it was very touching. It was very touching. He was so he was even more gracious and nice off the air than he was on the air. And if I live to be a hundred years old, I'll never forget this because they've got this woman that's like giving me the signal of let's I'm going to strangle go, let's go. you unless you get out of here. So I'm like trying to wind my cords up. I'm sitting on the ground, looking up at Donald Trump as he's sitting down, standing down, talking to me. And Trump is a huge guy. Yeah, it's very intimidating. It's like he was like father and child Mm -hmm. and I'm talking to Donald Trump looking up at him as I'm winding my cables and he's telling me to follow my dreams and um, it was really touching it was really wonderful and a lot of people wonder why I've been so passionate about Trump because I saw the real guy Uh I saw a part of Trump that nobody ever gets to see that nobody ever gets to experience and I got to see that. I got to see it up close. The man who will be the next president, and, and people like our good buddy Chris Spangle, they yep. will mock me for this. But I looked into his eyes, and there's a great guy there. Mm-hmm. There's a tremendous human being there. Would you cut past the Mr. Trump bravado and the, the apprentice character and the guy that hosted the WrestleManias and was married to Marla Maples and all this, all this stuff? There's a wonderful human being there. There's a wonderful father there. There's a person who cares deeply for his country and took the time, took the time to not only give a great interview that changed my life, Mm -hmm. put me on the map, has opened so many opportunities for me, but afterwards took the time to continue to sit there and keep talking to me about something that nobody else will ever know about, about something that no one else will ever see. And it has meant so much to me. And I... I'm not going to say I shed a tear last night, (laughs) but um, it was very emotional for me to see Donald Trump get in there because he means so much to me, and it it was so great. Well, I remember that morning because we recorded an early morning interview here, and you told me you were leaving here to go to interview Donald Trump, and I remember it was kind of like a look of shock, like... I can't believe this is happening. I'm, I'm going to interview Trump. I'm scared to tell anybody I'm doing this. They told me not to do it, of course, but you were, it was, but it was, I, and I seen you afterwards after, and I asked you how it went. You told me a few things, and um, it was like a transformed Rob Kendall. Yeah, I it, mean, you can see it in your face and your I, eyes. I've said this, and it's, it's, it, it is a joke, but it's not. Um, and, and by the way, one of the things that you, you understand very quickly, because they, they, they basically said, 
they, they said it without saying it. If you listen to what they're saying is don't tell anybody you're doing this. Yep. They won. They don't want people to know where he's at right. because they're there <clears throat> as we've seen multiple times now, I think there is serious concern for his life. Yes. Um, the, and, and, uh, Thankfully, he got out of the election okay. Uh, but but two, it's a media circus wherever he's at, mm-hmm. and they I don't think they wanted the the hotel, the JW Marriott surrounded. I don't think they wanted that to happen. Um, so they were basically telling you, hey, don't tell people what you know where you're at or what you're going or whatever, because Trump industry more than anybody else values loyalty. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell you, I think one of the reasons Chris Christie was not the vice president was he ran his mouth. And I think one of the reasons Mike Pence almost became not the vice president was he ran people around him ran his mouth, and I think that's going to be a big issue because I know those people around Mike Pence like the back of my hand. I think a lot of them think they're on a one way ticket to Washington D.C. I think they're dreaming. I think it will be Trump industry around Mike Pence because those people around Pence from his governor's office were given a test. And many of them failed when they let information out and things of that yep. nature. And Trump industry very much values uh, loyalty and can you follow instructions. And that's why I told – I only told a couple people, people I had to tell. Yeah. I didn't even tell my – I was working for Stutzman. I just disappeared. Yeah. I didn't even tell them. I told, <laughs> Drop, I told dropped you. Dropped off radar. I told you. I told my dad. And I had to tell the radio station because we needed to run the interview that night. And I said, if anybody tells – I know only three <laughs> people know <laughs> – Y'all are in big trouble. Yep. So, uh, no, but they really valued that. They really value you for being able to follow instructions. And, I mean, I, I told people this. It was the opportunity of a lifetime. And, and I, I have immense respect for my colleagues in this city. But Tony Katz didn't get that interview. You know, nope. we love Abdul. Abdul didn't get that interview. Dan Dockich didn't get the interview. And those guys were trying, and I don't know if Abdul was, but I know Katz and I know Dockich were trying really, really hard to score that interview. And um, a lot of TV people were passed up, and they gave me an opportunity of a lifetime. I will cherish it forever, and anything I get out of it, I will owe to May 2nd, 2000, uh, 2016, because um, he's just a, people need to know this. Donald Trump is a wonderful, wonderful person. He has flaws. He's a little eccentric. Mm-hmm. He, he, he reacts a little over the top sometimes. But he's a wonderful, wonderful person. And I think he's going to be... I think he's going to go down as one of our great presidents that may be the guy that saved America. I, I think he will. I mean, if he follows the predicted pattern of Andrew, Andrew Jackson, he absolutely will. And, you know, I think you see this, and a lot of people have been critical of him, and they've been critical of Pence. But, you know, it's the things, and I've been very impressed with Mike Pence and how he's run through this campaign. It's the thing that people do in character through the crucible of time that they're developed before they ever get on the national stage. I mean, Trump's whole life, whether he realizes it or not, has been preparing for this moment. And I'd have to say the same about Pence. Pence, quiet, um, peaceful, um, character and example and following his his relationship with his God are speaking volumes and this is what's taking it's the people that are successful in life are developed by what they do in their private life and it's the things that you don't see but there's little glimpses and you got a glimpse of what Donald Trump is like I'm going to tell you my dad you know my dad is so unemotional about everything because he's a former mm-hmm. federal law enforcement officer but he has that picture the pictures of me and Trump from that day and he, he, he has them right next to his television where he can look at them. And the whole time he kept saying, he goes, I look at the picture every day and I think, I can't believe you got that opportunity. <laughs> and now, you know, he said for over and over and over again, you know, I may be able to someday say my son interviewed a president. Yep. And it's, uh, 
I'll just, uh, you know, like I said, we could go on forever, and I know we got to wrap up yeah. the show here today. We'll, we'll, I promise we'll be uh, more objective on what happened and get you the rest of statewide tomorrow. But I wanted to say thank you to a couple of people on this because we're sort of putting the bow on this uh, this event. Um, I want to say thank you to Tony Samuel and the Trump team. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't have been able to do that without them. I also want to say thank you to Robert Crotty from the Grassroots Group because he was the first guy to really put me sort of in touch with the actual Trump organization. He yeah. knew a lot of those guys, and, and uh, that was awesome. And I want to say thank you to Donald Trump. I mean, I want to say thank you for being, being just – just being Donald Trump, first of all. I mean, you don't you don't get it. You went to the rallies. Yeah. You saw the yep. emotional connection that people have with Trump. Yeah, it's it's you can't explain it unless you feel it. And as somebody who is the grandson of a railroad worker, you know, blue collar America, I want to see those jobs come back. I want to mm-hmm. see those people have another shot at life. You know, I, I want to see America become what it once was. And uh, Donald Trump is the guy that can do it. And I want to say thank you for him for being so gracious because that interview changed my life and what he told me after changed my life. It encouraged me to go ahead and do this again. And um, sometimes financially, it's a little troubling to be on the radio. Oh, yes. There's not a lot of money yes. in it, yeah. but that that will stick with me. And I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going because of what he told me that day. So Scott uh, w- Scott will be back with us tomorrow. Yep, and we'll give us political insight into um, the statewide races, what happened, where we're at in Indiana. Uh, don't forget if you miss any part of today's conversation, you can go back and listen anytime you want to the podcast or the program. Uh, we are available on SoundCloud and iTunes now. Uh, simply uh, just. Uh, type in central indiana today you can download the show to your smartphone or tablet go back and listen any time you want and the uh, podcast is always presented by mcdonald's until next time i'm rob kendall saying have yourself a great evening you've been listening to the kevin kersey agency presents central indiana today on 98.9 wyrz made possible by the kevin kersey agency 701 north green street in brownsburg An archive of today's program can be heard at our website, wyrz.org. Tune in next time for another edition of the Kevin Kersey Agency presents Central Indiana Today with your host, Rob Kendall. This podcast of Central Indiana Today is brought to you by Figment 2 McDonald's. Stop by any of their stores in Avon, Brownsburg, Danville Speedway, and 10th Street next to Ben Davis High School for great specials, including the two for $2.50 and two for $5.00. They also have all-day breakfast items, which now include biscuits and McGriddles. And coming soon to the Danville location, Wednesdays will be family night. Figment 2 McDonald's is a proud supporter of Central Indiana Today and WYRZ 98.9. Hello, this is Kevin Kersey. Since 1968, our family has been helping customers with their insurance needs. We provide insurance coverage for life, home, auto, and recreational vehicles. We are located at 701 North Green Street in Brownsburg, and our phone number is 317-286-3481. The Kevin Kersey Agency can also be found on Facebook at The Kevin Kersey Agency or at our website, www.farmersagent.com forward slash kkersey. The Kevin Kersey Agency is a proud member of the Farmers Insurance Group. The UPS Store Brownsburg is located at 124 East Northfield Drive in Brownsburg. Their phone number is 858-1422. The UPS Store Brownsburg can handle your printing needs, including color, large format, and business cards. They also do blueprints, mailers, and invitations. Thanks to owner Tom Reese and all the folks at the UPS Store Brownsburg for supporting community radio in Hendricks County.
This is Donald James of Impact Youth Mentoring. Impact Youth is a not-for-profit mentoring organization providing mentoring services to the children of Hendricks County. We pair mentors ages 16 and older with youth in Hendricks County. Over the past five years, we have been able to impact over 120 children through our mentoring and tutoring programs. Information about becoming a mentor or finding a mentor for a child can be found at impactyouthmentoring.org or via email at impactyouth1010 at gmail.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is located at 505 North Green Street in Brownsburg. Dr. Will Hine practices general and cosmetic dentistry with services ranging from veneers and whitening to implants and complete smile restorations. Indiana Family Dentistry's phone number is 852-5999 and website is infamilydentistry.com. Indiana Family Dentistry is a proud supporter of Hendricks County and Community Radio.